0: love talk radio
1: this is Saida Garrett and I'm tuned in to intro to info with my girl Makisha you're listening to intro to info with your host Makisha from DC that's me open-minded business-minded spiritual a little hood and very nerdy and down to earth and queen of hearts from Florida She's so ladylike, family-oriented, quick-witted, and a real pillar in her community. On our platform, we discuss anything imaginable, but we talk a lot of pop culture, current events, and speak on our personal life experiences. We interview fantastic guests with unique stories, and Lord knows we just have organic fun. And check this out. If you want to join in on the fun, call in at 515-605-9376. We are live on Saturdays from 9 to 10 p.m. EST on the J. King Network. If you are an info for info, tune in to Intro to Info. today's episode of Intro to Info. I'm your host, Makisha Best, broadcasting live from the Washington, D.C. area. Today is Saturday, October 21st, 2023, and I'm very glad, elated, happy that you are joining me, whether you're listening live or via the Archive Podcast. We're live every Saturday at this time on this channel right here on the J. King Network. This network is inundated with great hosts and great shows, so get yourself comfortable. If you like my show, I would implore you to just explore the J. King Network as well as Blog Talk Radio, and if you feel like you have something to say, I also encourage you to start your own radio show. It's an excellent way to network. It's an excellent way to see how you communicate, whether you can communicate and for a long period of time, and if you're going to invite guests, it really helps your social skills. I'll say this. Uh, some of the guests are more talkative than others. And if they're not talkative, guess what? You have to pick up that slack. So that's my just tidbit for the evening. My other co host will be calling in momentarily. But for now, I'm happy to bring on our guest. Her name is Perette. And she's a happiness expert. She helps individuals, couples, and businesses by using a combination of energy work, neuro-linguistic programming, mindfulness, cognitive therapy, behavioral therapy, activations, meditations, movement, and access bars. I told a lot of the people in my inner circle that I'm going to have a happiness expert on, and they seemed very interested. They said, I'm going to listen to that because I need her. So I'm gonna start talking and Perrett I'm gonna get you off of mute. I'm gonna say welcome to Intro to Info and as normal, thank you for giving us an hour of your time today. Hello. Hi, Kisha. How are you? I'm i I'm Can you great. Hear me?
0: I'm
1: happy. Yes, I hear you. And thank you for thank you for coming on the show this evening. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be in your show. Yeah, much appreciated. Much appreciated. I can't wait to just pick your brain and see how you came up with being a, a happiness expert. How you are able to uh, get people from being unhappy to happy individuals as well as couples. This is going to be interesting. And I also like because I looked at your um your site and I saw that you have a segment on your YouTube where you actually talk to men specifically about what makes them happy. So I really can't wait to. Listen to just that aspect as well as your whole um, your whole trajectory and what it is that you're doing. So let me get started. Mm-hmm. Um, instinctively, the first question I want to ask you is: What made you choose this profession as a happiness expert? Well. It
2: started from why I choose happiness expert at the end. I started, uh, I did a bunch of things in my life, like really cool and interesting things. And then I got, uh, stayed with uh, coaching. Like, and uh, last about five years, I focused just on happiness. Because already from when I was young, for me, happiness came really easy. I always considered myself born happy. I don't know how that happened or something else, but I always remember myself as a happy person. So my question after a while doing life coaching was why other people can just simply feel the same way like I do. So I learned why they don't feel this way, and how can I teach them to feel this way? Which usually I see a lot of uh, coaches opposite way, even the teachers who teach uh, happiness in universities and have big um, teachings about happiness. They teach you facts and science and all the things about happiness, and then they start talking about what are the bad things in their life and how miserable they are. So that was kind of interesting for me because I'm different on that way. I was happy first, and then I learned how to teach others how to be happy.
1: Wow. Okay. Now, follow-up question. Is happiness a choice? It can be, and it's not always.
2: The way I always say, like, people with the happiness, it's not normal or possible to be happy 24-7, you know? We have all the other feelings as well. We have sadness, we have fear, we have anger. We all have all those other feelings as well, and it's a normal thing to have them. But your choice has to be that, after you deal with those other feelings then you can choose that you always want to go back to that positive happy feeling you can choose that you want that to be your follow-back feeling when you deal with everything else in your life
1: absolutely i agree with you and it's a conditioning in my opinion i mean you said that you were born happy and i really do believe some people are born just happy and, and it continues throughout their life. It's just the the way that their brain is calibrated. And I also think that people are, some people are warriors. Some people are negative. Some people are, like, these are their default uh, moves, so mm-hmm. to speak. And... Yeah. No, please, I want you to jump in here with that.
2: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with you. That's exactly how it is. I think it's uh, somehow, the way I think is, well, it's programmed kind of like from your childhood, and some people are truly born this way, so their brain functions more positive way. but some people pick it up from how they were raised. Mm-hmm. So they pick it up from their family and the things that they heard when they were Babies and when they were growing up, so they just learn behavior or learn thinking habits.
1: This is really great, Pared, How much of a factor is someone's environment to their happiness? uh,
2: I think it's a really big. It's a really big factor. Especially if you're you're not aware of it, you know like if you're surrounded with negativity and all the negative people, and that's what I had problems with uh some of the clients as well. We do a lot of work and we get a lot of progress done', and then they go back in that environment, and a week later they come back two steps back again in the same situation because the people just they just surround it. But that's negativity so that puts them back, a little bit back again to where they're trying to get
1: away from. Okay. So that right there is a big nugget that I think everybody needs to ha- resonate on. Um, mm-hmm. Because the environment is v- vital, in my opinion, to... Yeah. But I, the way I, I see...
2: Yeah, the way I see with our environment, though, I have a like 'cause because I learned, like, okay, like now we have this problem, so what are we going to do? So there's some people that you can stay away completely. But there's, of course, like family and things, like even friends that you want to keep and you, you still kind of like them, even if they're negative or something. So with them, you have to set boundaries. Hmm. So when you set and boundaries with them, yeah. No. Go ahead, then you please. can. Yeah. When you set boundaries with them, then you can actually choose how much they affect you.
1: Yes. Because if you stay in it too long, it can weigh on you. It could pull you down. Is your point? Mhm. So, and, and that might be
2: the reason why you are like the way you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. of your environment.
1: Yeah. You guys, listen. This is this is real good stuff. Um, my big brother Michael Gay has his hand up. Hey, Mike. How are you?
3: Happy Saturday, everybody, and hope that you had a great weekend. Of course, you yes, have a ton of to go. when I was listening. Um. I heard is happiness a choice and I think it was like a like a pause in a sense but I think happiness is a choice um, because there's people who choose not to be happy there's people who choose to always you know be sad and bring other people down always choose to be negative spirits you follow what I'm saying so it is a choice in my opinion you know individuals that choose to be in the unhappy zone, I guess I should say. Um, I try to keep myself up in the spirit. Of course, all of us deal with the negative things, and we can dwell on, it. but how long you dwell on it is okay. um, mm-hmm. and, and get back to the uh, positive realm of your life and the direction that you should be going You know, if you keep letting things be um, negative, You're just going to be in a negative zone, right? That's just where you're going to be, you know, if that's what's your concentration, if you're going to let that, you know, consume you of an unhappy experience and then let everything be negative that comes at you, then you're going to stay there. So I think that being happy is a choice. You know, we all go through negative things. We all do but it's your choice if you want to turn it around and get back into that happy, you know, zone and, and a positive sphere, a positive mindset. That's that's all I have to, you know, say as far as what was said, you know, as far as choice. It is a choice. How long you got to be negative is up to you. Yeah.
0: So,
2: but what if uh, what these people are... They just don't know even, I have people that they don't even know how to be, how to make that choice. They don't know what well, that happiness feels. So I think in that point, it can be, it can be, that, that's what I was saying, it can be a choice,
3: but for some people, it can't be a choice. Well, I think that everybody at some point in their life, has experienced a happy moment. Not saying that your life is happy every day. There are some folks that are just lucky, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, just just have this great day, you know, you know, I mean, think about it. There's some folks who don't have to worry about money, don't have to worry about this, that, and the other. They don't have to worry about it, but they also have bad days too. I'm not mm-hmm. to mention any names. But there are people who are rich and they have bad days. Going back to what you're saying, you said that there are some people who've never. I think that there are people who have had happy moments. They just didn't last long. They didn't last mm-hmm. long. They didn't have uh uh. They didn't have the people around them to support them and help them to you know enjoy that moment longer mm-hmm. or even extend the fact that there 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 is other things that are going to make you just as happy in your future. Mm-hmm. You know, so I get what you're saying. You know, there's something I, I have to say, this is where, what I find interesting, and I hope I use the words right. We are human beings. We are mammals, right? We mm-hmm. have blood. We, 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 we do things every day. But here's the thing. We are the controlling mammal on this planet. We are. Okay. We have uh, we, we have thought process. We we determine what we do in a single thought. Now other mammals, other animals, they have instincts. They respond according to their instincts. This is how they know how to react. When folks I look at videos and folks realize, Oh, that's so sad, that lion is eating that deer. Well what else is he supposed to eat?
2: Exactly,
3: grass He's
2: yeah, a It needs, needs, needs food to eat, it needs to feed herself and her right. family.
3: right, you know, I mean, we're not cannibals as humans, we know not to eat each other, but we have done it in history. Mm-hmm. but this is a species that is, is that is that was created to learn how to survive in its own in its own environment. We know this, but we want to sit up here and be like, "Oh, that's I'm so saying. How can you videotape it and not help that poor deer?" It's the it's it's the circle of life, dummy. Just like the song says.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, it's the circle of life. Yeah. This happens every minute on this planet. That mm-hmm. something is eating something because the the, the uh, I'm, I hope I'm saying it right. Because because the thing is that we're Everything eats something. We eat something. Bugs mm-hmm. eat something. Squirrels eat something in order to survive. Plants eat something, yeah. believe it or not, in order to survive. And so the thing is that what I'm saying that where, when it comes to those questions and everything, and then when people say like where, you know, happiness and this and the other, hey, happiness for some folks is to get a meal. Okay.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Right.
3: That's happening yeah. to a lot of people here in America and all over this world to be able to put something mm-hmm. in their stomach. But we throw away tons and tons of food every day. I know a store that threw away over $7,000 worth of food because their freezer went out. Seven, I'm sorry, $70,000. Mm-hmm. But if there was a... Yeah, the things
0: that
3: there are right,
2: right now... I think mm-hmm. that's the, one of the reasons why there is so many unhappy people right now because we have create, created a society that really doesn't doesn't support the happiness as the way it should.
3: Well, yeah, well, and I agree with you on the happiness part, but and that's very true, but the thing is that we're a society that don't give a damn about society. That's what we are. We don't care about other people's basic needs and critical needs. It's, you know, eating. When I've when I've done the research and I look at how much food that we waste in America every day, it's ridiculous. I've seen videos where folks will go to the dumpsters of restaurants and find food and they eat it and they don't get sick, but they're pulling it out of a dumpster. Because the stuff was just dumped earlier that day. And I see it happen a lot. Waste of food. I see folks don't care. But then you wonder mm-hmm. how the price of food is going up. Because you don't care. Mm-hmm. You don't care the value of it. And it's going to keep going up as long as we keep mm-hmm. wasting. And don't care. And you
2: know what is interesting about that? Interesting is same time where there's people who don't have anything to eat, same time the waste comes from overproducing food. They make too much True. food. But then they don't give they don't give it to the people. And there's people who don't have the money to buy that food. And now instead of it's just the system is so wrong the way it goes around. We have too much food for people to be hungry. They just not waste to give that food to those people.
3: Well here's mm-hmm. the problem is, is the red tape, the political aspect of it, of being sued. Because a lot of stores, a lot of companies, many of them could donate that food to a cause, right? Um, uh, before many, many grocery stores now. Okay, we got this move that expires. And, you know, now, keep in mind, uh, it used to be the term expires by such and such date. Guess what the new term is? Best used by. Best sell by. Mm-hmm. So what are you telling me? It, 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 it's safe for me to buy it before this date? I won't get sick? Or it's, it's, it's going to still taste, you know, the same? Or not taste the same? what's the difference between expired date or best used by date you follow me it's a play on
0: words yeah it's
3: a play on words and the play on the words but it's also a thing of where uh, there there's a there's a fear of loss if someone gets sick okay mm. if someone were to get sick that by have an expiration date on there that look there's tough You buy meats out of the grocery store, and it's turning brown. The grocery store will still sell it, and people buy it, and they still cook it and eat, and they're still buying it. Okay? Don't give me that BS about that. There's a way of making it where stores can monitor the expiration or the best used buy and get it out of there and get it to, you know, uh, certain, uh, uh, let's say, like, say, uh, certain food banks and everything. And, and uh, helping the folks there, but then my thing is this: is that you have to sign the waiver that you're not. Right. If you got, sick. now that's your choice. If you're hungry, you see the date on it. So of, course, of course, you have to let the Food and Drug Administration get involved and be like, "Hey, look, you know, this is okay. But if you get sick, you sign a waiver." Now, I know that sounds crazy, but I think that if you're hungry enough of you, and not saying that they should put stuff on the market that's going to kill you and make you sick, but if it's edible and it's not that far beyond an expiration date, give it to people. Mm-hmm. Let them survive. Mm-hmm. And
2: the, it's good that some of them. the companies, they do now. There, mm-hmm. there, there is less waste than it was before. Not still enough, but still it's better than it was
3: before. Well, I hope so because, like I said, I know a store, $70,000 worth of food was trashed. Now, keep in mind that what stores do sometimes is that where the stuff that's expired, they do uh, use that food and they ship it back to, they're suppliers, guess what? Some of the stuff that is bad food and everything, they send it back to, guess who? They're pork suppliers. They're feeding the pigs. So they're not losing Right? Pigs eat everything, correct?
0: hmm
3: A lot of that stuff isn't, isn't really wasted. It's just being reused for the next shipment of bacon and I'm trying to be funny. But yeah, sometimes they will <laughs> take those items and, and reprocess it into another way of um of uh, you know, for livestock. And, and well, they're not really
1: losing. I appreciate this. the commentary, Mike. I appreciate the commentary and this is a great segue um into uh what, what are of the things that Perrette is doing. Before we go into that, guys, if you're just tuning in, this is Intro to Info with your host, Makisha. We're talking to happiness expert Perrette. And one of the things that Perrette is doing on her YouTube channel that I liked and I thought it was needed and creative in the same vein is that Perrette got interviews with a bunch of men to find out what it is that makes them happy. So, Perrette, I'm very interested to find out what trends or commonalities you found in so doing I can't wait to watch some of those by the way but what what did you find?
2: Yeah, that was actually really interesting for myself as well. I I interviewed um uh seven no, 18 men I interviewed about what is happiness in from men's point of view and how they can have more of it and uh answers and just the conversation were really interesting for myself as well as a woman. Because I thought in my mind that men don't really talk about it, they don't pay attention to it. But they actually do. They in their own mind they do think about happiness and what makes them happy and they actually try to do things that make them happy. But they don't they don't go around like women go and like talk about it as much with their friends. They just do it. But most of it, the, there were some things that always were uh, bring brought up was spending time in nature. Always in, it was interesting that men brought up that spending time in nature makes them feel good. And the other one was being physically active. That was one thing that made them feel good. And third one that a lot of men pointed out is for them it was important to have goals. If they were trying to pursue their goals, that
1: made them feel good. Interesting. Now, I know nature is a mood enhancer. I read that. And I found that to be true as well. But th- that's very interesting, Perrette. And thank you for sharing that with me. And then, Mike, of course, you being a man, uh, what say you, too, what Perrette has found asking those men that question?
3: Well, you know, you know what? I was listening. I had myself on mute, and I was like, I didn't want to be rude and be like, mm-hmm, mm <laughs> <laughs> Amen. No, I don't know. But, no, that is very true um, on some of the points that she- um, as far as nature, yeah, I love nature myself as a man. But the thing is that where, you know, men have, most men, I'm not saying boys, not, you know, individuals who want to do this stuff for a quick fix or a drug or whatever or anything else, but most men that have something of a goal or a dream, they want a woman that supports their goals and dreams, Right? Just like a woman would want a man to do things, you know, and that's very rare, I think in uh, some instances because sometimes an individual will say, "Oh you, you can't do that you're not going to oh that's a waste of time. but look at the individuals who have become successful and look at their stories and they tell you where they had a lot of negative individuals, not necessarily women, but just people period where they are now. Um, So I, I do agree with what, what you said as far as that goes, of what want someone to support their, their goals and dreams. Um, I think that, you know, really what a key thing is, is communication, being on the same level, in my opinion, of communicating of what's happening, you know, and everything, not to the point of where, you know, uh, you're sharing a story about how your day was at work, and then you say, but what do you think about it? And, and I say, well, maybe they were right. And now we turn into an argument because I agree with their side and not yours. That happens a lot. But, uh, but no, I think that your survey is pretty interesting. Uh, uh, you said, like, 18 men, you said?
2: Yeah, eight, 18 um, men I interviewed. But that those were just three things that were coming out, like, that were uh, – most common things to come out. But besides mm-hmm. that, everybody is individualistic. Everybody had their own specific things that made just them happy. I always pointed out with so happiness as well. You have to find out what it is that makes you happy, not what everybody else thinks that makes people happy, but what it is right. what makes
3: you happy. Well, what again, I'm sorry. Uh, I wasn't trying to get off base, what I'm saying in, in, in general. Me personally, what makes me happy, um, I mean, well, I love what I do. Um, I love mm-hmm. what, what I do. I love uh, what makes me happy is, is uh, being able to be helpful to individuals, um, uh, sharing information. What I do, which is a variety of things, but, what makes me happy is just assisting a person elderly uh, young uh, you know and and being appreciated the fact that I was helpful. see you know what I mean It's not that I'm mm-hmm. telling you something, but that when the person says "Hey you know what I appreciate you, I didn't know that you know that's what makes me happy is that i I'm, I'm helpful um and it's not a point of patting myself on the back it's, it's just the fact that maybe I help that person day you know there's situations where folks that are I see that are out and about and don't know where they're going in a store, don't know how to find something. I know where it is, I can walk them right over to it and be like put it in your hand. Like, oh wow, I would have been here for a whole hour looking for that. You know, so that makes me happy. The simplest thing makes me happy when I'm able to be here. To be honest.
2: Mhm. And there were like yeah. uh simple uh, I always go for simple answers as well, like uh, there were depends on what the people's interests are. There were men who were mathematicians and doing math, math science things. That's what made them happy. There are people who are music. Te- the guy who was music teacher, making music and teaching people kids about music. That's what made them happy. So everybody mm-hmm. has to know what it is for themselves personally, like you were just saying helping other people. That's what makes you happy.
3: Yeah, the smallest things, because here's the thing. I'm 61 years old. I see people that are in their 70s, 80s every day, even 90s, and they're just just lost, and no one is assisting them. They're trying to get help, this and that and the other, and not just where I work, but even other stores. I can see the look on their face of where they're, like, lost, and I'm thinking in my mind, at one day, God willing, I'm going to be their age, and I may need some help. The simplest question. And a lot of people that are older in those age categories, they're pretty much afraid to reach out and ask. Seriously. They're pretty mm-hmm. much afraid because they don't know what kind of response they're going to get. They're like, hey, can you? I don't work here. Oh, I'm not on the clock. I'm on lunch. I'm, you know. And, and they've probably gone mm-hmm. through that crap media the time. They're like, you know what? I'll just keep walking around until I just stumble on what I'm looking for, and that goes mm-hmm. for anybody. And, and and that's the and and that's what they have to deal with many of. Them. Um, but for me, it's like when I see that, I'm like, do you need some help? Need and it doesn't matter. I could be in any store that I shop. At. Mm-hmm. And the I'm just I trying see, to be that helpful.
2: Yeah, I learned that years ago. I learned it. I got, saw a quote somewhere, and it said exactly, it said like this, asking for help is not a weakness, it's actually a courage. Correct. There's a lot of those Good. situations, people have to build up the courage to ask for that help, and we should not see it as a weakness. We should see it as a courage.
3: But like you said, what you like? Well, back back to the whole thing about what you like. I like helping. That's just me. I like it. when I can sense something, when someone needs help, uh, or they're lost or whatever. What I like is to help, and that makes me feel good. I probably did something to that person it saved them a lot of time, a lot of energy, mm-hmm. more walking around and looking for something because they feel comfortable asking for assistance because they've had some negative responses probably, you know, or no response. So I try to do that. So that's what we see is good because at one point, God willing, I will probably be that individual.
2: They need help. Well that's the three now about Mikesha. Mikesha what makes you happy? Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> um,
2: Just something simple. Something really simple
1: that uh what makes you feel happy. Well, this, student, you know, I, know that. It's, I know, I adore my students. um my you know, I'm gonna start it with God because I I begin and end my day with him and my relationship with him the fact that i have good parents a good family good siblings like we i was raised by a family unit with a mother and father and sister and brother we were we grew up um active we were in clubs and stuff we grew up in the middle class you know that right there i don't take for granted right and then i'm in a job that i adore i've lived out my dreams already i'm only 37 i met some of my favorite artists i've always said i wanted to be in the entertainment industry and i'm I do this yeah. by trade, um, Mike. You helped me to catapult to some artists I never thought I would ever talk to, and just making a difference, like you said, Mike. It's the little small stuff that you can do to make somebody else's mm-hmm. life a little better or load a little lighter. Because it's really not really about you; it's about what you do for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's and what I'm
2: trying, like, to, trying to point. That's what I'm trying to point out to people as all that. Saw this. Happiness doesn't have to be something that's always twenty-four-seven. We have other feelings for other reasons, and a lot of people mistake happiness also for luck. They think like, "Oh, if I win win lotto or something," that for some people, yes, it makes them feel better for that moment. And for some people, they don't even feel happier when they win that lotto. But so it's mm-hmm. people. Mistakenly think that having all the good things only happen in your life. That's happiness, but that's not realistic. That only good things happen in your life. You have all kinds of things happening in your life on an everyday basis.
3: And you know, but, in in, in, life, in life, what in life, what uh, what was this, like you just said, uh, Makisha is that where, you know, just the little thing. Um, as you said, that you have met different people through the connections. I'm not going to name any names and everything, but when 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 they when I when I went to them and said, "Hey, look, you gotta you know go on my show here," and they agreed and approved,
0: that made me happy.
3: I'm like, great, it's great. You know,
0: mm-hmm. I didn't
3: gain anything. I didn't you know I I didn't get no paycheck. I was just glad that they backed you up. You know what I'm saying? And they came on and you had a great show. That made me feel good. Why? It's because they trusted and believed in what I was saying. That, hey, look, you can enjoy talking to this. And they did. Mm-hmm. And
0: That's
2: how it. much oh, happiness is oh, actually in giving. Yes. Hmm? Yes. 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 Correct. Right.
0: That's what, what say? sorry, hmm
2: When you get to give somebody to something, you actually make you you yourself feel happy and that person feels happy too. So now there's two people that you've created happiness for.
3: Still connected with each other and, and, I mean, and no telling what's going to happen in the future because we're all connected still. It wasn't like, okay, one time, that's it. It's just the fact that we still communicate, you know, uh, as as a group. You know, and and the time will come where these individuals will return back and share more stories and be on and support, you know what I'm saying? So that has a longevity connection, follow me? Mm -hmm. This connection has a long-term, not just a one-time thing. You know, people do business with each other for just one shot, and that's it. You never hear from them again. But as I said, in this situation where, you know, as far as my happiness is to be able to make these connections with folks and and everything, and, and my happiness has also been, like I said, the fact that I have been able to meet so many different people. I don't make money off of it. I'm glad to make the network, you know, of it working the way that it was. The communication is more important, the education. Is more important the knowledge that you get from individuals is more important than the monetary that you could ever spend or not spend that's what's mm-hmm. more important monetary can come down the road if if, if if you choose to do that if that's your goal but I think that the, the, the education that you get uh, the connections that you get all those other things are more important than the money that you actually because money is not
0: guaranteed.
3: Knowledge yeah, is more it's important good. than money first. Because money,
2: money is just important. a tool, and sometimes that tool gives you like some of the more opportunities, but money should, not that it shouldn't, but money is not a goal by itself. The things that the money allows you, maybe you have a more opportunities to
3: pay and do yeah, more things. <laughs> right, exactly. Mm-hmm. When it comes to where you have to buy certain material things, depending on what it is. But, you know, education, knowledge, understanding, um, networking, communicating with people are more valuable tools, first and foremost, in my opinion, than the mm-hmm. money because, these like, a, a, a fool, a, 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 what is the term? A, a fool with money is quickly parted, or something like, like that. You could be a millionaire, and, and, and in fact, we all know there are people who won the lottery, as you just saying, who won millions of dollars and were broke in a matter of years. Mm-hmm. In a matter of years, so they didn't have the knowledge or the education of how to manage that millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. They're broke, so the money was yeah. not it. It was just the ignorance of how to do business and handle that money once they got their hands on.
2: Mhm, and that's what I say with the happiness as well. It's you. It's not about having having the money or not having the money. It's how you use that money. You know, if you use that money. For to make things and happy things, then yes, you can you can use the money for good, but you just, if your goal is just to make money, like just basically money to sit in your bank account, you're not doing anything with, or you're doing some bad things with it, then the money is not making you happy. Then the money now, can,
3: can make I you unhappy. Now, can I flip the script on you? What makes you happy?
2: Oh, what makes me happy? I, I like also communicating. I like communicating, helping people. I like uh, my family makes me happy. My animals make me happy. Uh, doing uh, Going on events and doing things makes me happy, being active. I, I wake up with such a grateful mind for being thankful for everything that I have. Even when I've had times that I didn't have anything, I had times that I had more, I had times that I had just enough, and just being thankful for everything that I have.
0: Hmm.
2: I think that feeling of gratefulness, I think that's my basic feeling of
1: happiness as well. Brett, I have a question for you. Have you ever had a client... Who was clinically depressed? Who wanted to be happy? And if so, how did you deal with that individual? Oh, mm, well, if it's if it's clinically
2: depressed, then it has to be. Then I'm I'm a coach. I'm not clinical professional. That's a little bit different. So I would not be. That they would need to have professional help because. It, I can help them on their side, but they still need to have that medical, outpro- like, approach because of the rules and regulations that you also have, you know. But if mm-hmm. somebody just deals with some, general, like, depressional signs and everything, then we just have to, first we have to figure out the depression. And then we go to happiness. We don't start right away, okay, let's just change all the depressive thoughts and get you, like, right in the happiness. First, we'll figure out why you're depressed. And we'll figure out why the person is depressed. And then slowly, step by step, we start removing the depressive thoughts and the stress is, like, um, automatic thoughts and in more positive one by one little positive thought next positive thought more more positive actions more more things to notice that what make them happy so kind of slow it can be like transition really fast it has to be so slow and progressive transition
3: well now you said this is that where you're You're not a a medical professional, which which, which, that's understandable. If you don't mind sharing, how many people you could say you've actually helped coach and how many people that you felt like might have needed more professional assistance uh, depending on their situation?
2: I have not counted, but it, it, it is a lot. But like what you're saying, medical, so I have to make a regulation between where the medical I go by the people who need, who there's actual chemical imbalances, Mm -hmm. you know, where they actually might like need medication or need something like that. That's, I'm not a doctor or something like that. So I can't. Yeah, uh okay. Yeah, I can't get involved in that situation. Because the way I see my expertise of happiness is based on what I the way I feel and I know that, that the things that I know about happiness because I feel happy most of the time and the things that I learned from all the certificates and courses and books and people and everything else that I learned what I learned is how to teach others how to feel the same way, how to feel happy.
3: Okay. Because well, I, love I, the, don't, I, lo- I love the whole thing of, of, of the happiness, you know. I, I I mean, in all honesty, I love the whole thing of feeling happiness. Yeah. And unfortunately, always, in, the, in the world. I,
2: but I yeah, always okay. point out to people that it's not normal that people think that, that everything is always just happy. Like, I still, like, I still feel sad when something sad happens. I still feel angry for, like, moments here and there. I still feel all the other emotions as well because they have place in my life. Right. That, that's why I'm pointing out to people to understand that but if they imagine life that there's no problem, well, like, it depends what you... Considered a problem as well. It's not a problem. It's just something that happens that you have to find the different solution again.
3: All right. And that's you know, a part of the whole not thing. That's what I was saying earlier. that. What you said earlier. That's what I was saying earlier, where, you know, um, we, we're all going to have some negative information. We're going to have some sadness. You know, I mean, losing a loved one—you can't be happy because someone mm-hmm. died. You know, you're you're gonna have that sad moment. You're, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, I mean, all kinds of things that can occur. But you have to get to not necessarily the happiness, but back to regrouping, because mm-hmm. the reality is life still goes on. Right? We have to understand mm-hmm. that life still goes on. And and some mm-hmm. folks that well, how, how did you get over that so quick? Blah, blah, blah. Some folks will question that. Because sometimes, not saying myself, but some folks can say that, you know, to anybody else in that were I have to look at the reality is that I have to still live my life. And I have to get mm-hmm. back into a certain zone of not being so saddened over something that I can't change. You follow me? Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't change like the fact that someone has passed away, right? So you have to get back to what you're saying a happy zone for yourself, for your family, for your kids for your whatever you do. you have to get mm-hmm. back into a, a more uplifting and not just for yourself but for the people around you that depends on you maybe for your happiness or for your you know and it's and, and I think that unfortunately those are those are the type of conversations that are not really discussed because People expect you to be sad for months and months and months. Some people are sad over certain things for a long period of time. And I get it to a certain extent. You know, someone mm-hmm. that's been in your family or your, your parents and this and that, that's hard to accept. I've lost both my parents. I've lost all my brothers. I only have two sisters now. I, don't know. I have six kids, you know. But I had to get over that. Granted, mm-hmm. I have my moments I think about but I can't mm-hmm. dwell in it every day of my life, right, because mm-hmm. I'm not happy. See, mm-hmm. I'm making myself unhappy, and, and mm-hmm. nobody's going to understand, why are you so unhappy? I'm thinking about, didn't they pass away, like, how many years ago? See you know what I'm saying? You, you, you're bringing on on something that you shouldn't bring on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, well, you're bringing I- on something. something.
1: I think Go that ahead, it's important yeah. to have Perrette as somebody who does this for a living. In this day and age, with this, mm-hmm. all that's going on right now, that you give, just what can we do to maintain happiness day and age? Because there's a lot going on. Help us out here, Perrette. Well,
2: right now, yes. Right now it's really hard times. With all the inflation, wars and everything that's going on. It's I would say for a lot of people it's really hard. For some people it's a little bit easier. The way kind of the way I have to match as well, because it's there's going to be a moment where it's gonna be passed. We're gonna pass this moment as well. Because we have done that so many times. In the past, unfortunately, still people have not learned. We had wars in the past all the time. We had inflations all the time before it was every 10 years. And um, it's going to pass. So right now, in this moment, we have to think about all those things that are happening with focus more of, the little good things that we're having, and that it's going to pass. There's going to be moments where this going to be solved. Mm. Well, Thank prayerfully
3: it will happen. Yeah, prayerfully that will happen, and quickly. I'm just going to say that you know I, I like I, I like what what you were sharing, you know, and and everything, and, um hopefully there'll be more. Conversations on the show about this continually, you know, as far as happiness, right? Because we see a lot of negative, right? We do. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't mind me asking, sis, what do you recommend people that see a lot of negative stuff on social media and and um, new channels, this and the other, for them to see a happier side of the world or America, what would you recommend them to do or look at that's available, um, to look at that that is not all negative? Do you have a source that you go to or something that you read, a uh, book, anything you can share?
2: Well, well, I go personally I go to my own mind. But right because I have a lot of okay. positive thinking and a lot of good things in my mind, I've done a lot of work. Why well, it was hmm. like that naturally, but I, I think what it started when I actually started paying attention that I was thinking differently was when I was about fifteen or sixteen. I read the emotion and intelligence book, okay. and that's where okay. I started noticing that I'm thinking a little bit different. Or big way different than other people are thinking, and from there that's where my journey started as well, learning about other people's emotions and everything like this. So I have done a lot of work with my thoughts, acknowledging that they're different. But right now you just you can't watch those news and everything like this all the time. You have to take yourself out of from it. Because all they're trying to do is make you feel this way. Because if you're scared, then you follow more of the rules they apply on you.
3: Programming, right. Yeah, it's
2: kind of fear-based propaganda where they try to control you with the fear. Okay. And the more you consume it, the more you have it. Like people are saying, walking out in the nature, is a good way to go out. Working with, the, helping out other people, volunteering to work out with other peop- uh, people who need help. That's a good way to get get yourself in a better situation. You might feel sad that there are people in that situation but you have to also realize that you
1: doing something to help them. Yep. Absolutely. This is great. This is a great talk. Brett. if somebody wants to see your YouTube channel or get in touch with you, how would they be able to do that?
2: My YouTube channel right now is Brett uh, Happiness Expert. I changed it from before. It was just Brett uh, Happiness with Brett, But I changed it to have more awareness of just focus on happiness. And uh, my website is www like gold ones, and then B Y P R B I R E T dot com. So okay, that's great. the easiest way to get in contact with me. But if you look up from YouTube, you go pirate happiness expert. That's the easy way to look it up, and there's a website
1: available as well. Perfect, and is social media also on your website? My website, like your like, if you have Twitter, Instagram, uh, if they go to the website, I, would they be able to?
2: I tried to like scale it down for a little bit less media uh, outlets uh, right now, so I did, okay. but I did just start up with a Twitter. So it's the same thing, Create Happiness Expert, uh, but uh, Twitter is really a really new platform for me. So if anybody wants to follow me on Twitter, please do because I'll, I'm learning it and I would like to have more <laughs> followers there. <laughs> I just literally started, I
3: think, maybe a week or a little bit more than a week ago.
0: Hey, I don't feel something. like a
3: lone ranger. I've had Twitter for a long time, and I don't use it as much as I used to. Even then, so don't feel like a lone ranger. I'm still trying to check it out, but there's other ones. Check out Instagram. Go ahead, sis. I'm sorry to interrupt.
1: No problem. No. And I just want to say to those listening who still need a tip or two with happiness: be careful what you ingest, because watching too much of the news can. Uh, damper your happiness or well, being around a bunch of negative people can dampen your happiness. So being in an environment that's not productive or a happy place can be a reason why you're not happy. It's about what you're ingesting. If you are reading about like horror stories all the time, unless it doesn't get to you and you actually enjoy it, that can be a reason why you're not happy. you got to be careful about what you ingest. You also have to be careful about which wolf you feed because I think at any moment, any of us have something to be happy for, and at any moment any of us can have something to be happy for. So careful and Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. With
3: Thank yeah, that. And with that, you. Absolutely. And that is, that is 100% true, uh, but, but with all due respect. But be aware of your surroundings. Um, at all times, you know always be aware of your surroundings because you know the negatives are out there not to concentrate on it. so be aware you know mm-hmm. i i i I've seen something that happens you know I see stuff all the time, and the things that where it don't fear it don't put fear in my mind it just puts you know me to be very cautious of where i'm at, make sure that I let somebody know where i'm at you know, when I'm going by myself. You know, put mm-hmm. precautions ahead of fear so that, you know, that that, that you feel comfortable uh, mm-hmm. that someone knows something. We're in a time of where, yes, we we, we should be happy. And I agree with the guest. you know, and find that happiness I always strives for that. But be aware. You have to be aware that there is mm-hmm. some some negatives out there but you gotta you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta you know
2: definitely. you
3: know, make 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 your plans to be aware of it and be prepared for if it comes your way. Don't be ignorant mm-hmm. to the fact or don't think that it don't exist. It does exist. Mm-hmm. There's negatives out there, but in order for you to have your happiness, be aware of the negative is all I have to say. Mm-hmm. That's what I mm-hmm. try to do every day. Yeah, definitely.
2: And I want to add to that one. Uh, I I use the same word that you use, Michael. About uh, I use the word dwelling. So for mm-hmm. those other, uh, for those other, what I want to add to the end of the conversations, that those other emotions that we are having, it's okay to have them. You need to have them. They have a reason in your life. But like I'm using the same word, Michael. Don't dwell on them. Don't get stuck on those feelings. Process them through your body and mind. However long you have to, try to make it shorter if possible, and then move on. Try to find a happy place again.
3: Correct.
1: This was so great. Thank you for being our guest today here on Intro to Info. This was right on time. This was needed. I hope that the listeners got something took something away from this and that you all have a happy upcoming week and that the rest of your lives are happy michael thank you so much as always big brother perrette thank you for an hour of your time this evening guys we're out we'll be back next week same bat time same bat channel until then god bless you thank you good night yeah thank you both of you thank you good night